We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. When circus comes to town, it usually means fun and wonder for children of all ages. In St. Louis, our own circus harmony means much more than that for audiences and performers. Circus Harmony is an award-winning social circus. It's designed to build character as well as to entertain. New full-show performances are scheduled for later this month, and with me to talk about that and more is Jessica Hentoff, Artistic and Executive Director of Circus Harmony. Jessica, great to see you again. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for having me back. Let's refresh the audience memory of the social circus. What exactly is it? So Circus Harmony is a social circus, which to us means that we use the teaching and performing of circus arts to motivate social change. And we do it by building character in individuals and building bridges between communities. And who are these individuals? So the individuals who are participants are young people from throughout the St. Louis metropolitan area. And our focus is on young people. We also have recreational classes, of course, that go from three to 93. But the social circus, the kids range in age right now from, I would say, 8 to 20. And some of the top students will be featured in this upcoming show. And you really uh, are um, a meandering crowd, if I can say. <laughs> I mean, you're all over the world and all over the metropolitan area. I mean, you really take it uh, far afield. Actually, a, a small group of the kids in this upcoming show come from our Peace Through Pyramids Ferguson program, which started when we came back from Israel. The last time we were in Israel working with the Jewish Arab Circus there, we were there during when Gaza was bombing. We got back to St. Louis four days later. There were the protests in Ferguson, and we started Peace Through Pyramids in Ferguson. And some of the young people that started with us in 2015 are now at a performing level that they're featured in this big upcoming show. And you have some of these youngsters are, are elsewhere as well. I mean, you've got them in various parts of the country. Our graduates are touring the world, literally the world. We have one based with Circa Contemporary Circus in Australia. One just got back from Quatuor Stomp in Switzerland. We have two touring with Cirque du Soleil. They just went from Mexico to there in Texas right now. Then they'll be going to Florida and then New York. And we have one who's performing throughout Paris, well, throughout France. He was just in Paris with Seven Fingers. You know, uh, Cirque du Soleil, I think most people are familiar with it. That really is the big time. I mean, that's at the top of the, at the, top of the heap, isn't it? Right. That's the highest artistic level possible. And in fact, they'll be coming here the end of April, and we're doing a, a, a collaboration with them. And you can buy tickets to their show. You can see it on our website. But their show will be here. It's not the show that our students are in. Our students are in a show called Lucia which I hope pe it's worth going to Texas right now to go see them. One other thing I wanted to mention, because I, I think it's such a good idea, and that's the Circus in the Park uh, program that you have, because when you can't come to the circus, the circus can come to you. So the circus was the original Internet. It was through the circus that people saw animals and people who were different than themselves. And one of the biggest problems right now in St. Louis is transportation. If you don't have a car... 
you're pretty much stuck in your neighborhood. So we bring the circus to the neighborhood. So thanks to some generous funding from PNC Arts Alive and now from the Sci Foundation, we take circus a circus show into rec centers. It's followed immediately by a circus workshop that the whole family can learn circus arts. And then we stay in the community and offer circus classes through the rec center. When we talk about circus arts, I mean, I think when we think of the circus, we think of clowns and we think of the trapeze. And there's everything in between. So there's juggling and tumbling and unicycling and wire walking. And the really cool thing about circus for young and old alike is that it's not just one skill set. So if you can't run fast, you're not going to really make it on the soccer team. If you can't carry a tune, musical theater isn't going to work for you. But in the circus, maybe you're not a great tumbler, but you can juggle or you have good balance and you can walk wire. Or this is the place where being a class clown is a good thing. You mentioned funding a moment ago, and before you went on the air, you mentioned that <laughs> we had our first segment today dealt with uh, the impact of the uh, partial shutdown on national parks. You're also impacted. Yeah, the National Endowment for the Arts funds our Masterpiece Through Pyramids program, bringing young people together from throughout the metro area. And we're not going to be getting a check from the NEA right now because the government shut down. Uh, how, how often would you receive a check from the NEA? We do it quarterly, and we're about to be applying for another grant, and you can't, there's, it's not happening. Everything is on hold. What's that going to mean to you if it doesn't come through? That's a really good question because, like so many other people, we're holding our breath. And we're not like the other government workers who really can't eat yet. Mm -hmm. But we're kind of suspended in midair, being a circus, waiting to see. And luckily, we have a variety of revenue streams, and we're always looking for more. But it impacts programming. People don't think of how the government shutdown impacts them, but I promise you it does. Well, well, we're beginning to learn a lot more about that as we hear day after day an increasing number of stories about people who are individuals and organizations and business and what have you impacted by this. The range is, uh, is very, very broad. And you don't think of it as impacting the arts, yeah. but yes, indeed. Well, let's talk a little bit about something a little more pleasant, and that would be your forthcoming show, the full show. We're Let so me get excited. the Accelerando, right? Correct. What is that all about? So Accelerando is a circus spy thriller. There's a secret document, and there are two groups of spies. You're getting very dramatic. Jessica. Yeah, well, it's a very dramatic, <laughs> exciting show. So there's two groups of spies, and they're both trying to get the envelope for the secret that's inside it. And since it's a circus, they do that by climbing Chinese pole and jumping, jumping through hoops and unicycling and all sorts of really incredible circus skills. One of the issues that I think we face is people think of Circus Harmony as a youth circus. And yes, these are young people performing, but they're at such a phenomenally high level. You are going to see a professional circus show happens to be presented by people who are chronologically young. And also, it really is for all ages. The same way City Museum, which is our home, you can enjoy it no matter what age you are. You can come to this show without kids. Didn't they used to start the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus by saying, ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages? Right, people who still want <clears throat> to feel the joy and wonder and triumph that is circus should come see our show. And right now, a little joy and triumph would be a good feeling. Where did the idea for uh, uh, translating a, a spy story into the circus world uh, come from? So we do hundreds of little mini shows, our youth circus showcases at City Museum. <clears throat> 
every year, but once a year we do a full-length show with live music. And the idea comes from the the young people who co-create the show. So they choose the name, they choose the theme, they decide acts, characters, and then it's co-created with our amazing staff, but also we have a lot of guest coaches coming in. So one of the young men, Sidney Iking-Bateman, who's touring with Cirque du Soleil, when he was home between cities, he coached them on hoop diving and Chinese pole. Um, Keaton, my, one of my biological sons who's with Circuit Contemporary Circus in Australia, he coached them on Chinese pole and partner acrobatics. So we have these amazing guest coaches from professional circus who come in and work with them. So these are all new acts co-created by these incredibly imaginative young people doing astounding circus arts. An awful lot of work, an awful lot of creativity going into just a handful of shows. We do six shows, and then those acts become part of our repertoire, but some of the acts, because they have a number of children in them, don't often get to be seen again. And this is your only chance to hear it accompanied by a live band. We have a new uh, band director this year, Jeffrey Carter. We're really excited to have him and some new sounds. We have a trombone in the band this year, Mm -hmm. so people can also come for the music. Yeah. Uh, what is a Chinese pole? <laughs> so a Chinese pole, traditional Chinese pole, are what they sound like, vertical poles that people do acrobatics on. Now, some people are doing pole training for fitness. Uh, our kids are so fit that the tricks they do are pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time since 2006, I think, that we've had Chinese pole in in the show. And our original Chinese pole was was coached by a young man from China who came in especially to work with our our students. And now that generation has gone on, and so we're bringing it back, but at a really incredible level because we have our own alumni who are now doing this around the world. How many young people or how many people have gone through your program over the years? Oh, my goodness. It's hard to say because we work with about 1,400 children a year, Mm -hmm. and some of them are just for one class. We do a circus science class that kids come and take a workshop. And some of them come as many as five or even six days a week. So thousands and thousands. And then the the top group, our our highest level is the St. Louis Arches, and people see them performing with Circus Floor every year. They're the ones who went down to Puerto Rico this summer who used to go to Israel. And coming up in February, they're on a show on the Discovery Channel called Wonderama. Mm. I wanted to talk a little bit about that Puerto Rico trip. Oh, that great. was last last summer, as I it recall. Was. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, that was that was hitting that island at a time when it was in great distress. It's still in great distress because mm-hmm. we were there, and it was already months after Maria and the other hurricanes had passed, and there was still no electricity. Some of the we partnered with a social circus in Puerto Rico. Some of those kids still didn't have roofs over their houses. And, and the roads were terrible. And what we did was we created a show with the Puerto Rican children and our young people. And then we toured to the places that were hardest hit by the hurricanes. Mm. Talk about transportation. To get up in the mountains to Adjuntas was terrifying. But those people so appreciated somebody coming up there to entertain them. Again, mm. it's the joy and triumph. And what's not being talked about is the incredible despair people feel there. They're so depressed. And the older people who were left on the mountain because young people are trying to find work and the young people who feel like nobody, everybody there feel like the U.S. government doesn't Mm -hmm. care about them. It's really, it's a tough time right there. And that's why they so appreciated it. 
And we are really excited to announce that our Puerto Rican partners will be coming here to St. Louis in July. You know, I'm sure you bring a great deal of uh, joy and entertainment to people like that. But then you leave, and they stay. And that's really hard, except when we were performing in this little mountain village, suddenly I was getting Facebook messages from people, Puerto Rican people, but who lived like in Chicago. So there is a connection that's made, certainly by the kids. And in fact, next week, one of the young men from the Puerto Rican troupe is coming here to train in our pre-professional program. He's going to train for a year because he wants to audition for Circus College mm -hmm. and the one that a lot of our students audition for and many of them actually get in, or some of them, it's super hard to get in, is the one that's right across the street from Cirque du Soleil. Right now we have a young man from Germany who's part of our pre-professional program and is training. The auditions are in February. We have several students going, and we'll see what happens. It's harder to get into than Harvard or Yale. But circus is also a career opportunity. A lot of the young people that we have who are doing professional circus work now come from some of the worst neighborhoods in St. Louis. Um, PBS did a series on the circus, and they did a digital sidebar on what's happening in the circus in America today, and it featured one of our young people. It's called The Acrobat. It's a very moving mini documentary about using circus arts to not only defy gravity, but your situational limitations. You, you say it's a healthy industry now, but I think many people feel otherwise because they hear of the Barnum and Bailey Circus right. cutting back and what have you. Yeah, they say ringling clothes, the circus is dead. Not at all. The circus is more vibrant than ever. There are more circus schools popping up all over. There are numerous circus companies. There's a new circus college in Philadelphia called Circadium, and their goal is not just to train artists, but to train people who will create these new contemporary circus companies in America. So there is a lot of circus everywhere all over the world. And it's really exciting and creative how people are using circus arts to, to not only entertain, but in our case, to educate. And people should go see more circus, <laughs> and they should start at City Museum coming to see Circus Harmony Accelerando this weekend. Okay, we'll point out that January 19th, 20th, 26th, and 27th Correct. at City Museum with shows on Saturday at 2 and 7 and shows on Sunday at 2 o'clock. The, the young people that you work with, do they come to you, or do you somehow find them? Well, I've been doing this for a long time, just in St. Louis since the 1980s, so some people see us at City Museum or at another location. Um, one of the stars in this show saw us when we did a show at, at his school, City Academy, years ago, and we're going to be teaching there starting next week. And then we also have social workers and teachers who call us because they know about us, and they might have a young person who's, who's Drifting. struggling at school, mm -hmm. but it, they can see would be very talented in circus arts. And a lot of times coming to us helps them, one, to be successful somewhere, which is so important to be applauded for being a really active young person mm -hmm. instead of being yelled at. And it helps, it changes their feelings about themselves, helps them learn how to focus, helps them set goals. Whilst students are with us learning to flip, fly, and fling, they're learning these important life skills like focus, persistence, and teamwork. So we have people coming from all over and for different reasons. And some just want to maybe learn to juggle. And then they look over and they go, oh, I'd like to try trapeze too. And you just never know where taking a circus class can lead you. Do you ever turn people away who want to be a part of it? 
nope, we, we accept everybody. Our biggest problem, of course, is funding. There, I can't fundraise here because you do your own, but go visit circusharmony.org. We do everything from classes to we have our own coffee, Defy Gravity Coffee. When you buy the coffee, it gives you a lift and helps a child fly <laughs> all in one cup, and it's really good coffee. Um, we also have a lot of classes that are free thanks to funding like from the NEA and from other local organizations, the Sci Foundation, Trio Foundation of St. Louis, you, you always feel you're going to forget somebody, Regional Arts, Missouri Arts Council, all those people. So we have classes everywhere, and we're always open to doing other classes. We are looking for sponsors for Circus in the Parks. There are more people who want to and would benefit from taking Circus than we can get to just from a financial standpoint. And speaking of the Missouri Arts Council, we were just honored. I was going to mention that, that that's uh, quite a nice honor for you. We, I'm just really happily stunned we got the Missouri Arts Award for Arts Education because a lot of people think of circus as light and fluffy. And no, it is a serious art form, and it is a tremendous tool for arts education. We'll put a link to your website on ours at sdopublicradio.org so Thank folks you. can follow up on some of the things you've mentioned. How did you get started in all of this, Jessica? So I went to to take circus classes at college, and I fell in love. And There were circus classes in colleges these yep, days? State University of New York at Purchase. And in fact, so I, I loved it right away. I went and did a, a summer program with a youth circus, and I came back, and, I, and I'm 63 now, so I'm 18, and I said to my, my college circus teacher, this is it, this is what I want to do with my life, how can I repay you? And he said, I'll tell you what my teacher told me, pass it on. And I have been, and now my students are. And this man, who was my circus teacher at college, Warren Bacon, he now comes back. He's retired, but he comes to St. Louis and mentors my current students, which is really wonderful. It's full circle. And circus is family, and that's what kids find with us, is they are part of a family, part of a community. And that means giving back and passing it on. Every circus movie I've ever seen makes the, the family part of it a big part of the story always, how close people are in these troops. You are really close, and especially when you're doing circus, you know, you, you feel the team teamwork and camaraderie yeah. doing sports, but there's something about circus, and when the work that you are doing, you're really putting your life in the hands of another person. Even these young people are doing with the high-level skills, and it creates a bond that you don't get anywhere else, and also that they create works together and that an eight-year-old's idea could be just as good as a 16-year-old's idea, I think is really important that, that we cross that barrier too of ageism, mm -hmm. even with kids. And it really, what we teach everybody is it's not where you're from, how old you are, your race, your religion, your neighborhood, your school, your socioeconomic status. It's what do you bring to the ring? And come to our ring because the kids bring something Beyond amazing. Did you perform professionally? I did. And, and, what, and what was your act? <laughs> what did you I do? Was, I did a lot of things. I was primarily an aerialist, and I was one of the founding members of both Big Apple Circus in New York and Circus Floor right here in St. Louis. But I also did a bicycle unicycle act. I did bareback riding, fire eating, clowning, trained small animals. And a lot of my current students don't realize I was a performer. I was a juggler. At a, an all-woman juggling troupe. And so we had a spy movie 
New Year's Eve event at my house and we ran out of spy movies and they started putting in home videos of me performing, which they had never seen. And and then I brought my parrot out, who's older than my children, my my military macaws in her 20s, and she did all her tricks for them, and they were very impressed with that. Well, that must be quite a New Year's Eve. <laughs> it was. We had a great time. Well, Jesse Hentoff, I want to thank you for being with us once again and for the work you're doing. I mean, obviously, you've been at it for a while and helped an awful lot of young people along the way. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll remind folks that uh, this is happening at the City Museum under new ownership. Anything going to change there? They tell us that they don't want to change. The new CEO said he likes the circus, that he thinks we're an asset, and they appreciate the work we do. So everybody should come to the show to show the new owners that we are an important part. Of January 19th, 20th, 26th, 27th. Shows on Saturday at 2 and 7 and shows on Sunday at 2. Jessica Hentoff, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.